Welcome to Growing Pains, a business podcast for entrepreneurs and their teams who find themselves in the growth phase or messy middle in between startup and aiming for six or seven figures and beyond. I'm your host, Laurie Sterling, a COO, coach and mentor. I both do what I teach and teach what I do with a passion for empathetic team leadership, business operations and all things entrepreneurship. Welcome, everyone. Uh, Today, we have an exciting guest. This is Alex Porterfield, who is an online business manager for multi-six-figure influencers and an online educator for current and aspiring virtual assistants through her signature program, Influencer Support Method, with over five years management experience in the New York City entertainment industry. Alex is no stranger to working with creatives and keeping their businesses in shape. Her area of expertise lie in project, team, and press management, and loves helping entrepreneurs streamline their business systems. Thank you so much, Alex, for coming on today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And finally, we get to meet, which is my favorite part. (laughs) Do. I'm so glad we do as well. I think we've, yeah, we've sort of been following each other for a while on socials and things like like that online yeah this online business world is so small like once you know one person and then you get to know their friends and then your friends become their friends and then you're all just friends yeah (laughs) like like my instagram friends are now my irl besties and i think that's like one of my favorite things about instagram (laughs) that's it i think if i ever make it all the way over to that end of the world that corner of the world I have so many people who I need to catch up with. Yes, yes. Lovely. All right. So tell me a bit about your journey. Like what led you to becoming an OBM? Yeah. So I've had quite a few career pivots over the years. I'll take it back a bit. So I moved to New York City at 18 to pursue my degree in acting. Not many people know that, but I have a bachelor's in theater performance I wanted to be a TV star. I wanted to be on the big screen. That was the plan. And I was very focused on that. But I was always interning in producers' offices and casting offices and talent agencies. And I just loved the business side of the business. And I was always so fascinated by it. And I was very good at it. And I knew that. And graduation rolled around and it was time to do the actor thing. And I just could not force myself to do it. I had no motivation. I didn't want to go to the open calls. I didn't want to memorize my 50 millionth monologue. Like I just could not force myself to do it. I just wasn't hungry enough for it. And in the arts world, you really have to be passionate about it. And you really have to put in the work because it it is a long journey. And I just knew, I was like, mm, I'm a businesswoman. Like I want a nine to five. I want a steady paycheck. I want to be that career woman in New York City, right? Mm. And so I went the business route. I knew I was good at it and I enjoyed it in college. So I pivoted and I started working as an assistant at two different New York talent agencies. So I got to work with amazing actors in the TV, theater, film side of things. That's very cool. (laughs) Yeah. I went to another agency, worked my way up to a junior talent agent. And then I got poached by a celebrity tattoo shop where I then worked for two years managing our, you know, (laughs) team of 30 international artists handling all of these VIP celebrity requests. And, you know, CNN calls me, they want to host the New Year's Eve ball drop thing. They want to host a segment in our shop. So I'm there on New Year's Eve 
working till two in the morning. I've got, you know, you never know what celebrity is going to come into that shop. So that was quite the, the experience. It was very cool. It was probably one of the coolest jobs I've had, but I do think the coolest job is running my own business. So when I got laid off in April, 2021 Mm -hmm. from the tattoo shop, I was already doing this VA thing as a side hustle. I had one client at five hours a week. She was my friend. She was an influencer. And I told her months prior, I was like, I want to like, you need help and I want to help you. And I'm going to be your VA. She was like, okay, like, yeah, let's talk. And (laughs) here we are, you know, two, three years later, I'm running her business as her OVM. But yeah, I started as a VA side hustle thing. And when I got laid off, I was like, okay, screw this. I'm done working for other people. I know I can do this. I have no doubt that I could be successful with this. So let's just give it a try. And I want to say within a month or two of making that decision, I was fully booked out and have been ever since. And I, I've never looked back. And obviously, you know, I've now pivoted to an OBM. Now I'm a coach through my programs, but it's just been the wildest, most amazing journey. Wow. And so how long have you been an OBM for? So I'd say since January, 2022. So just over a year now as an OBM. Yeah. So I'd say the first like seven, eight months I was a VA, Mm -hmm. you know, my clients knew I was training to be an OBM and that's where I saw myself and that that's where I wanted to step into more into their business. And yeah, so New Year rolled around, which is always the perfect time to be like, all right, new year, new me. This is what I'm going to do. This is my new role. Like, I want to keep working with you. And yeah, we're still doing it. Amazing. How many clients do you serve? So right now I have two OBM retainer clients. I've had three and four in the past, but I just realized like I am spread way too thin with, with more than two. And I really love the capacity I'm in with my current clients. And now that I have my coaching programs, you know, I have to devote time to that. And then as well as my business. So I definitely three and four, like I can't do that. Like two is like my sweet spot. Yeah. And how would you go about finding new clients? So like I said, my first client was a friend and that was just a no brainer for us. And we work so well together still to this day. Second client was a referral from my chiropractor. Like we both went to the same chiropractor in New York. Again, we've still been working together ever since. And other clients found me on Instagram or it was, yeah, word of mouth referral. But I'd say Instagram word of mouth. That's always my top two of, you know, where I find these, these women. Brilliant. And so what made you start your business? I think knowing I was craving more independence in my schedule, in my finances, where I could work. I've always dreamt of doing that like digital nomad thing. I now know the digital nomad life is not for me. I tried to do it when I went to Portugal last year and it was an absolute show. I am not a digital nomad. I just need to take more vacations, I've realized. But... Yeah, it was really, you know, when I got laid off, I was so blindsided. I was hurt. I had all these emotions, right? I didn't know what I was going to do. And then I was like, you know what? I was unhappy here. I did want to make a change. And so this is the universe quite literally pulling the rug out from under me. And I was like, okay, I guess now's the time to do it. There's no perfect time to like take the next risk, right? To take the leap. You just have to do it. Yeah. And I've never been happier. So yeah, I definitely think it what the you know catalyst for me was 
okay, I'm done working for other people and I want to be in control of my own schedule, my own income, my own location. So yeah, just freedom, I guess. Yeah. Do you mind sharing what your packages look like? Yeah. So I have always just done my retainers, my one-on-ones. I was never... I always thought I needed to have this extensive offer suite, right? I see other people with VIP days and strategy calls and this and that. And I just was never drawn to those. I love just that one-on-one attention. And then obviously now I have my coaching programs. Uh-huh. But yeah, I'm a one-on-one girly. Maybe someday I'll I'll build out some other, you know, VIP day type thing. But currently for my one-on-one retainers, I bring in about like 8K per month just through those, which is amazing. And then obviously I have my coaching programs. And as I launch those more, that will be some supplemental income coming in each month as well. Excellent. That's amazing. So how many team members do you manage like in total with all of your clients? Yeah. So my one client, about eight internal team members, and then through her external clients, there's about maybe 16 Wow. Give or take external team members that, you know, I have my eyes on and making sure projects are moving. Yeah. And then my second client, I want to say probably getting close to like 15 internal team members. Yeah. As we grow. So yeah, I've got I've got my eyes on a lot of people at, yeah. at any given time. Yeah. And how many hours do you work per week? I probably across my two clients, my coaching programs, and my own business, mm-hmm. probably about 30 hours a week total. Oh, wow. That's brilliant. Yeah. And obviously, launch periods are going to be a little more chaotic or, yes. <laughs> you never, you know, the fall, I'm usually heads down nonstop. Like October through November is nuts for me, just in terms of everyone launching something in the fall. Yeah. But yeah, I really, I remember when I got, when I got laid off and was starting my own thing, I was like, okay. I don't want to work 40 hours a week anymore. It's just not my personal vibe. Yeah. So I'm not going to do it. Obviously, some weeks are a little longer depending on the workload and the projects happening. But yeah, I really don't think I work more than 30 hours a week. Brilliant. And so you've probably seen like the time with your clients, you've seen a lot of growth. What do you think has been the catalyst for their growth that you've seen while you've been working with them? That's a really good question. I definitely think when they realize and understand that they have team members supporting them, Mm. it's that gradual process of relinquishing a bit of control, trusting your team members to step in, right? To really step into that CEO role so that they can be the visionary of their businesses while we handle the rest. Obviously, you have to trust the team that you have, right? Because if you don't, you're really never going to fully step into that CEO role if you're always... you got your hands in all these different areas. So I think trust in the team and trust in, okay, I don't need to control everything. This is why I've hired my team members to support me. Love it. And have you found that your role has changed because of that as that trust has grown? Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I've just been with the same clients from day one. So clearly, you know, I've really not only proven my worth, right. And that I Mm. I was a smart hire, but I've really grown into the company from day one from, you know, VA just answering emails and scheduling to now 
I mean, massive teams, massive revenue coming in, multiple projects happening at once. Like they really know like I'm in it with them and I'm in it for the long haul. And I think, yeah, it's that nice gradual growth of starting on the ground floor and really growing into a company with someone. Yeah, because there's no one on the ladder above you. You're sort of creating the ladder as you go, aren't you? I've created the ladder and I've created, you know, I was just talking to my students about this the other day, kind of explaining, you know, the difference between OBM and VA. And I think everyone's kind of had this light bulb moment of like, oh, like you started at the bottom from the beginning. And so you've literally hired the whole team. And I was like, yeah, like (laughs) I was the one team member and now I'm managing 15 people, right? I've hired all of those other people. So it's been, it's really cool to be part of that. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, I like to think of it as like you might have started out doing those pieces, but as you delegate those out, you can help grow the business in a new area and systemize that and beef that out and work out the KPIs and things and then delegate that off your plate and then move on to the next Definitely, definitely a process. And there are, you know, as I grew and quickly grew, right? But also made my intentions known, like, this is where I see myself going. I've always been very upfront about that. Actually, really any any job I'm in, I'm always like, cool, like I'm doing this now. This is my plan to get here, right? So there's definitely like mindset shifts though with that, right? You know, I'm taking new training programs and really honing my skills so that I can confidently step into this new role that I know is, you know, going to be there for me someday. And it really is kind of like a, oh, okay. Like I haven't done this yet really. So I'm a little nervous, but... I trust it. I'll figure it out because everyone else does. So, you know, I'll figure it out too. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. And it helps to have, know that you've got like a network of people, like mentors and people that you can rely on who've been there before and know the lay of the land for sure. Yeah. Wonderful. So what advice would you give an entrepreneur who wants to hire their first OBM? Mm. Yeah, I would say... Get very clear on what you actually need. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people who are ready to make their first hire don't get very specific with, okay, what actually goes on in my business and what still needs to happen in my business? And then you can get strategic about where you can actually hire. I think some people hire too quickly before they've mapped that out and gotten really clear. Mm-hmm. And when you're unclear there, it's really hard to set clear expectations for yourself and your new team member. And so I think doing that kind of pre-work before stepping into that hiring phase really helps in the long run. So you can clearly see, okay, here's my business. Here's where we're at. Here's all the things I'm doing. Here's the things I personally don't need to do. And especially the things I hate doing. Great. Let me, let me hand that off to someone else so I can focus on these other things. But if you don't map that out, you don't know what someone could help you with. And do you find part of your role is trying to extract more and more things that are on their plate that they're holding on to? And you're saying, actually, why don't you pass that over too? There's definitely been, I think, previously moments of that. I think now my clients are very clear on their CEO role, which obviously takes time to sit with and realize, okay, I have to hand this off to someone. But yeah, my my clients will be you know sharing their to-do list. And sometimes I'm like, okay, well... You don't need to be doing that. So let me let me handle that for you. And they're like, oh, right. Like, that's <laughs> what you're here for. And that's what this person's here for. And I'm like, yeah, good, good girl. Yes. Like, very much. 
protecting their time, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and now, you know, I have a couple team members under me in my business, which is great. And I still, you know, I do this for other people. I'm good at telling other people what to do. But all of a sudden, when it comes to my business, I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, I have these amazing women on my team. Like, I'll tell them like, hey, I'm feeling scattered. But like, here's what I need support on this week or next week. And they're like, okay, on it, like done. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So what advice would you give an OBM who works side by side with a CEO? I would say I would remind them to give themselves grace. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a process, whether you're just stepping into your first OBM role or you're growing in your current OBM role, there's always going to be mindset shifts that you have to make as you step into that role. And it can feel like, you know, there's there's pressure there, right? To deliver, to make sure everything's running smoothly. So give yourself grace. I have to remind myself all the time, you know, I don't know how to do everything. And sometimes I feel like I need to, but I remind myself that I am resourceful and I can figure it out and I can ask for help when needed, right? So kind of those internal reminders, those mindset shifts to give yourself. And then I always, you know, I tell my students, don't be afraid to really own and take control of your role in managing this team because you are the point person as the OBM. While your CEO is focused and she's getting her shit done, you are the point person. So don't be afraid to really own that confidently yeah. and take control. Of- I find that a lot on team calls because usually the CEO will be like the one, okay, what's on the agenda and go through it when that's actually a role the OBM could take on and take that off their plate. And the CEO can sit back and watch their team do their magic. And Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the CEO should just kind of be showing up and being like, okay, I'm ready. Like, <laughs> what as do you an OBM, I have, I have that agenda in there yeah. the week prior. I have my talking points. I know who's working on what project. I'm following up on this. Okay, here's the game plan for next month. Where are we at with that? You really, you can't be afraid to really step into that and be like, all right, I'm in charge right now. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Even in charge of the CEO at times. Yeah. So good to be clear. All right. So what has been the hardest part about managing a growing team? I think it, it always comes back to mindset for me. It, it really is like, okay, like we're growing. I'm responsible for this team. I am responsible for the success, right? Which yeah. isn't always true, right? It's, it is a team effort, but there is just that pressure of like, I have to know everything that's going on at one time, right? Mm. So I think, which is where, you know, PM tools come in handy so you can really map things out clearly, but it can sometimes be overwhelming of like, okay, there's so many things going on right now. Let me take a breath. Let me see where we're at. And let me just get very clear on my my focus list for this week to check on the right team members. But yeah, there's just things are constantly in motion and it can sometimes feel like things are flying by you really quickly and you kind of need to just ground yourself and you're going to get through it. Just little baby step at a time. Love it. Very good. All right. So what's the highlight, the best part about working with this growing team in business? I just love working with amazing women. I love my clients, their vision they have for their businesses. I love being a part of that grateful to have been a part of it from day one as well to really see how much things have grown. But I think being 
this person that the team comes to and can look to and know like, okay, Alex has got us. Like, it's clear. I understand what we're doing. I feel very grateful to be in that position. And just knowing how much further my clients are going to be going as well is so exciting. But yeah, I sometimes I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm doing it. Like I'm, I am managing these teams. I, this is, you know, you know, you can do stuff, but when you're actually doing it, you kind of have to remind yourself like, oh, I used to be really nervous about this, but now it's just my reality and I'm doing a pretty good job, I think. Awesome. Awesome. So what's next for you? You mentioned you usually make it very clear with your CEOs, but what's your dreams and visions and goals? What role you want to play? I am a big like manifestation girly. I love visualizing things, manifesting things, but I'm also very like type A. So it's already mapped out in ClickUp. Of course. But I will, (laughs) of course, of course. So I am super excited to be relaunching my signature group training program, influencer support method this spring. That's going to be in April for our third round. I've supported 20 students in the program so far and they're killing it. I'm so proud of them. They get to really figure out how to work with their dream influencer clients. I plan on launching my own podcast this summer. So that's going to be super fun. I love connecting with people and sharing and hearing their stories. So that's going to be really fun and different and challenging, but in all the best ways for me. And then later this summer, early fall, I'm currently creating Influencer OBM Academy, which is going to be the first ever OBM group training program. So you could niche down to support influencers specifically as an OBM, which is going to be so awesome. I'm so excited. Obviously, a lot of work that goes into creating a new program, but already getting started on it. So yeah, a lot of of fun stuff this year. That's good. We need more OBMs in the world. And to be able to specialize into a niche is even better. There's never a shortage of influencers who need support. And that's where my students really shine is really stepping into those roles confidently. So amazing. That's excellent. So how can people follow you in your journey? Yes. So I love Instagram. Please go connect with me at alexporterfield.biz. I'm getting on TikTok now. So that's at it's Alex Porterfields. I'll be posting there more soon. And I'm going to be launching a soon to be freebie 20 plus ways you can support influencers today as a virtual assistant for anyone looking to niche down there and start their online VA biz. And this spring, I'll be hosting a free zero to 5k influencer support masterclass. So go follow me on Instagram so you can get all those updates and links for those resources. Definitely do that. And I'll grab the links and I'll put it in the show notes too for everyone. Wonderful. Excellent. So for OBMs who are out there and would love to think more like a COO and up-level your leadership skills and teach your team to work autonomously, have tools to make better decisions and, and improve your strategic management skills and confidence, and turn up as second in charge, then please check out my website. That's lauriesterling.com. You can see me via social media, Instagram as well, or you can find the links in the show notes to grab my prospectus on my eight-week digital COO accelerator program. So thank you everyone for listening and thank you to Alex for joining me today. Thank you so much, Laurie. Wonderful. Until next time, have a productive day.